Hey guys, welcome back to the Jelly Toast Breakfast Podcast. It's your girl, Jelly. <laughs> it just seemed like my intros get more and more like, I don't know, like flamboyant. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like my blog. That's what I used to open with. But um, hey guys, welcome back to the Breakfast Podcast. Um for breakfast, I made a vegan grilled cheese sandwich. Um, it was it was delicious. Oh my gosh. I I'm not gonna share my secret, but it was good. I got some I got some ideals of of what I'm gonna do next. So I'm out here venturing out and trying new things as a vegan. Um I've been vegan for about five months now. Um I do not like it at all. Like I keep I keep telling people the second I figure out what is wrong with me, best believe I am hobgoblin, somebody's burger. I'm a cow getting ate for real. <laughs> All right. I feel like we on a roll here. Like um, this feels like the perfect time to continue with our mental health um, kind of segment one could say. Uh, we just gonna we just gonna dive into it. So with the research behind, um, like trying to figure out my attachment style and why I am the way I am, um, I also in the past learned about different kind of like um, disorders. <laughs> One would. <laughs> one should say it's not funny but uh it just it's it feels weird saying that so um in the health direct um article they give you the main groups of mental disorder um mood disorder such as depression or bipolar disorder anxiety disorder personality disorders psychiatric disorder such as schizophrenia eating disorder trauma related disorder such as post-traumatic stress disorder and substance abuse disorder now in a certain kind of way um some of these disorders are kind of connected to one another um for an example some childhood trauma can lead to um mood disorders such as depression anxiety Um, And I think eating disorder and substance uh, abuse disorders, Um, in a way, um, they have certain things that connect them. And um, I think that if you're able to talk with someone to kind of help you break down um, where some of your issues stem from, you can kind of figure out how to create like a more positive um, thinking space for yourself because a lot of the times when you do suffer from um, mental disorders it's really hard for you to function as a human you know like um, there are everyday things that uh, I don't want to say regular people because we are regular people uh, people with mental disorders are regular people but someone who don't have who doesn't have those um, disorders kind of like hin- hindering them can do stuff kind of effortlessly like uh, someone who has 
um, depression can sort of find it difficult to um, find the energy to want to do stuff. You know, they stay in bed. They don't um, they don't brush their teeth. They don't take a bath. They don't comb their hair. Um, And sometimes it can be the opposite, actually. Like I found that when I'm like go through my down spells, I tend to shower and brush my teeth like I tend to do that way more excessively. I don't know why, but um, I do it. Like, I'll take, like, three to five showers a day. I'll brush my teeth, like, overly brush my teeth, overly exam everything and just try and, like... I, you know, a part of that, now that I think about it, might be because I feel a lack of control sometimes. Um, and I think, like, the depression and anxiety, like, this might be a thing that go hand in hand. Like, the lack of control I feel that I have sometimes... Um, those are the things that I can control, you know, trying to do little things to make you feel like you're in control. When I, when I do those things, I feel like I'm in control. I also clean. Uh, I'll just randomly start cleaning stuff. It doesn't really matter. Like, I'll just start cleaning. <laughs> okay, so to kind of just break down um, one, like, one that's becoming um, increasing, increasingly um apparent i feel in our society is anxiety itself um generalized anxiety disorder uh is excessive uncontrollable worry about a range of ordinary issues such as health work or finances now when you really think about it um people are becoming more anxious because they feel like as a country we are unstable um especially considering like the last two years uh last i I should say last two and a half years because i feel like this might have started in 2019 um, just not publicized, you know, it wasn't something that people were talking about in the media. Um, people speculate that, uh, before COVID happened, that they were unsure about a sort of sickness. Um, they didn't know in the name of it. Um, I don't know. I just find it a bit of, I'm gonna say eyebrow raise that, they didn't know what was going on or how to treat it. You know, I I, I don't want to say like everyone in the medical field was in on it because I believe I got like the first strand of COVID. Like I remember going to the hospital. Um, The doctor seemed me like regular. Um, There were a bunch of people she said had come in with what I had, but she didn't know what, what exactly what it was. So she called it an upper respiratory infection. Um, just simply because I had all the signs that the usual upper respiratory infection would have. Also considering that I did have asthma, so it was not like what I was going through was uncommon. Like everything I was experienced was very similar to something that I've experienced before, uh, minus the mouth ulcers. 
Um, it was very, <laughs> it was a very painful experience. I'm going to say that. Okay. So to kind of lean back into what I mentioned before, um, with everything that's going on on the past two and a half years, even maybe even before that, I, I just feel as though, um, the atmosphere of, um, financial crisis was kind of in the air. Like you could just feel it. There were, um, a couple telltale things that were going on, like the up and down prices of gas. Um, there were some things in the grocery store that were usually the same price consistently had gone up significantly, uh, bread, eggs, milk, like mm, crazy prices out the dairy air. Um, so it's not a uncommon thing to notice that people become, um, worried about their health, work, and finances, you know, with health being a major issue going on currently. Um, there are a lot of young people looking to finding jobs that provide, um, health benefits. I myself as well. Um, it's just because you don't know how long you have, um, and you also don't want to have to like lean on your parents or family to try and like have you covered financially. So they're seeking ways to they're seeking ways to take care of themselves, you know, to be more independent, I should say. So it doesn't seem like it's really off part to notice an increase of people who have anxiety, especially with what's going on now. Now, so. The second one <laughs> is actually quite interesting. Um, social phobia or social anxiety disorder. A disorder that causes people to avoid social or performance situations for the fear of being embarrassed or rejected. Now, I am all too familiar with this um, disorder. I feel like before I had realized a difference in my mood swings. This one has always been one I've always had to deal with since I was young. Like I remember in kindergarten, um, there were these girls, the, it was three girls. And, um, it was this one girl in particular that I was just so like infatuated with. Like she was a fifth grader. I've, I've always had a thing for older girls. Um, she was just she, how we would describe her she was she was all that and a bag of lays chips like <laughs> if you don't know that reference you are too young to be listening to this podcast but the girl was she was gorgeous she could sing she could dance she could do all kinds of like acrobatic moves or whatever and so I was like I I just I I as a kindergartner I absolutely like adored this girl. Like I loved her. To you couldn't tell me nothing. Like I knew I was in love with this girl. Anyway, they would be singing like Destiny's Child and stuff like that, and I just I wanted to be like her. I wanted to be like those three girls, and so we would joke about how we would imitate these three girls and we would try and put on a show like they would because they would put on a show almost every day for the kindergartners and it would make my day it would make like recess something I would look forward to even though I did not like to play with the other kids just simply because I think I had like some sort of like social anxiety issue going on and I have 
a huge fear of being embarrassed um more so than rejected uh I do find that sometimes I take like people saying no like a little hard but uh it's easy for me to kind of brush it off but embarrass um something about public humiliation that just kind of like makes my skin crawl a little bit and like puts my stomach in knots um so it's been something that I am all too familiar with and I like I know it very well like from having knots in my stomach on the first day of school um as the summer's coming down like I constantly find myself like I constantly find myself in the bathroom either throwing up or like shitting my brains out like I just remember not wanting to go to school. (laughs) Like the thought of having to walk down the hallway made me feel extremely uncomfortable. So yeah, I'm just, the feeling is all too familiar. Now, the one thing that I feel that people don't really touch on a lot is how you deal with um, anxiety and social anxiety. So, like, let's just kind of look at it and break it down, right? So, in most social environments, um, you're having to talk and interact with people. um, And that the thought of that and the act of that could make you fearful, um, right? So, if you think about it in a way of an exchange... Um, rather than like you having to do something, uh, maybe that could help you a little bit. Now I can only speak from my experience and like what has kind of helped me. Um, this might not work for everyone. Um, how I kind of like, how I kind of begin to cope with my like social anxiety is I just started making myself go out more. Uh, making myself have conversations with people um, and just kind of like putting on like a character pretending to be like pretending to be a character Uh, a lot of times like I go out in like uh, outfit inspired by some kind of character that I've made up like I'm an extravagant fashion designer looking to find the next model blah 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 something like that like something just real stupid or over the top and just like anyway just make up this character you make up a personality you make up their attitude like you just anybody but yourself you know you can pretend right and that helped me want to interact with people you know just so my character can kind of like have some sort of like verbal exchange with this person um also when you think about it socializing with people um sometimes the case is that the thoughts that you have are just in your head like most times other people aren't really trying to like critique you and it's just you critiquing yourself and making yourself believe that other people are trying to like you know tear you down a lot of times that's not the case and it's just kind of like all in your head um with the exception that sometimes it is true 
people are judging you. But, you know, you judge people too. Like you've prejudged people before you've gone out in the world and had a conversation with them. Like you've prejudged that they're going to reject you. They're going to be mean. They're not going to like you. They're this, they're that, you know, and you come up with all these scenarios as to why you don't want to talk to people. And also the last thing was, can what you're doing kill you? Now, when I say, can what you're doing kill you? I mean, just talking to a person kill you? Like, does it physically hurt you? The answer most of the times is going to be no. Um, also, you're in control of your feelings. You determine whether or not you let what someone says affect you or not. And it's funny that I'm saying that now, just because that is one of my struggles. One of my struggles is letting what people say or people's action affect how I behave or how I feel. If you let people's actions and words determine how you feel how you move how you act how you react and people have control over you and in a sense that can kind of hurt you so you're not really contributing contributing to you um getting better when it comes to social anxiety or anxiety just overall just making it worse right and then the last and most important thing is self-reflection people say you know self-reflection blah 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 sometimes they don't really necessarily go into details and like what that entails so by definition self-reflection is meditation or serious thought about one's character actions and motives a personal definition a time to dig deeper into yourself what worked well or what didn't And I know this sounds kind of stupid or, you know, like it doesn't really go hand in hand, but it does. So if you really think about your own character, um, how some things affect you, how some things don't affect you, how things will affect you and how things can affect you, it can kind of give you an overall bigger picture, right, of both who you are as a person and situations uh, on the outside when I say that I mean like things that you don't have any control over Um, anything that pertains to another person or involving another person or another act that isn't within you have no control over it in the first place now I want you to pause and rewind that (laughs) Things that aren't on the inside that you don't have any control over, meaning forces outside of yourself, you don't have any control over in the first place. Like there is no way for you to have any control over what someone else thinks, how someone else acts, how someone else feels. Like you don't have any control over that anyway. Okay, so let's think about it in that way. If in the beginning you have no control over in the first place, then worrying about it is pointless. It is pointless and it's just impossible to change these facts. 
you know? So if you think about it in terms of things that you can control and things you cannot control, your anxiety is stemmed by things that you have no control over. So thinking in a way of letting it be can really help you cope with it and look beyond, you know, the things that are currently going on. It can help you have a much broader perspective of what's in front of you, what's presented to you, and how you perceive how people think about you or what they even think about you for that matter. Now, I've said all this because if you change the way you think and your thought process, it can change the way you behave in situations. Not saying that thinking like this can completely cure your anxiety, but it will help you see so much more improvement. Like you'll be able to live life not worry free, but one less thing to worry about. Like there's going to be, as an adult, there's just an infinite of things that you're forever worried about. Paying bills, how you're going to get your health care, if you're going to live, if you're going to die, you know, how you're going to pay your car note, how you're going to pay rent. Like you just worry about adult responsibilities, if I'm being honest. So it's just like the one less thing that you have to worry about can kind of help build a much you know healthier space for you mentally and when you think about it the anxiety and the depression is really holding you back as a human you know um you feel sometimes like you're trapped or like you're stuck or life is on repeat or you know you're worthless you're no one like these are all things that you've created yourself you know Like, if there's not a person constantly telling you that, you've created this yourself. Also, if you're ever in a situation and someone's talking to you like you're nothing, you're worthless, and they're saying these things, like, get out of that situation. Everyone has a purpose. You are not worthless. You're here for a reason, you know? Sometimes it takes a little while for you to determine what that reason or purpose is, but you're here for a reason, you know? And sometimes things are shitty. And they just be shitty, you know, but it doesn't mean that you cannot make the most of your current life. So I challenge you to try some of these things and step outside of yourself and, you know, to help you become better mentally and physically, because when your mental health is in a strain, it makes a strain for your, you know, physical health. So I challenge you to do something to better your mental state. And that's going to conclude the breakfast podcast with Jelly X Toast. (laughs) Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope to hear back from you soon from our Instagram page. You guys can send ask. You can comment on posts. You can make requests. You can give shout outs. You can do whatever you want. Just follow Jelly Toast Breakfast Podcast. It's going to be on Facebook soon. Um, I haven't gotten around to it, but we do have our Instagram up, guys. So please go ahead and check us out um, and give us a follow. Give us a follow. Hit us up. 
and us up so we can answer all your dying questions that you have for us. Like, I really want to hear people's bizarre stories, people's bizarre dreams, people's bizarre experiences. Like, people have so many interesting stories out there that have not been recorded and put and shared on any kind of platform. So send them stories in. Let us know. Let us know. All right. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a great day. Bye. Thank you guys again for tuning in to Jelly Toes Breakfast Podcast. If you haven't already, please go ahead and check out our previous recordings. Also, check out our page. We're here. Why not go on there and look at it? You might find something you like. We also loved if you interact with us, give us questions, make comments, recommendations, and Go ahead and follow us. Follow us on our platforms on Facebook and on Instagram. Until next time, guys. See ya.